what does it take to age in reverse and actually feel better, hotter, more brilliant, and more radiant with every passing year. This is the reality that I live in, and today I'm going to tell you how I do it. You are listening to Gala Loves Everything with Gala Darling, where we talk about manifesting your future self and healing what keeps you small and boring. With over 17 years in the healing industry, you can count on me to keep it clear, concise, and real with a side of F-bombs. Yeah, I'm almost definitely going to say fuck. If you want to be the creative badass you've always dreamed of, I've got you. Let's go. Hello gorgeous and welcome to Gala Loves Everything. And this episode we're talking about aging. We're talking about getting older and this episode was inspired by a friend of mine who messaged me a TikTok of a woman saying that she was looking in the mirror and just noticing that things didn't look like how they used to and she was feeling unhappy about it and is this what aging is really like, et cetera, et cetera. And my friend told me, you know, I watched this and it made me feel really bad, but then I looked at you and I thought, I feel like, you know, you like haven't aged and you're so vibrant and what, you know, she was kind of like, what can you tell me about this? What's your perspective on aging? And I thought it's such a good subject because I think it's something that a lot of people are really concerned about. And I'd love to give you my take on it because I personally feel that my opinions and my attitude around aging are really healthy and positive and maybe slightly on the sexy delusional side, but you know what? That's manifesting. You have to believe that things are better and more possible and that the outlook is more optimistic than you could even imagine. And that's just how I like to live my life. So there you go. So I am going to be 40 years old this year on September 13th. I'm going to be 40 and I feel excited about it. I do not have any feelings of dread or worry or sadness. In fact, I'm really excited to have a party and I've told everyone everyone, that all I want for my 40th birthday is for a girl to jump out of a cake. That's it. My needs are my needs are simple. I just need a girl to jump out of a cake and I will be delighted. So what is my attitude around aging? Well, I think that aging is a fucking privilege. And it's a joy. And when I look at the women that I admire or respect or look up to, they're all older than me and they're absolutely killing it. And we're living in such an interesting time. You know, 40 doesn't mean what it used to mean. Like if you look at photos of women who are 40 in the eighties, like, man, they look like they were having a hard go of it. We don't look like that anymore, you know? And we're in such a better place of life. We have so fewer restrictions on our lives and so many more opportunities and options. You know, these days you really, no one really gives a fuck whether you get married or not, whether you have children or not, and you get to really carve your own path. And that's so exciting to me. And when you're living a life that's truly your own, then aging doesn't mean anything because you're not under the gun of these expectations or what society expects of you. You just get to do whatever you want for as long as you want, like until the day that you die. And I believe that aging is a joyful process. I personally feel that I look 
better, feel better, know more, and have more wisdom than I did when I was 23. And I mean, that's just a fact. And you, you know, if you look at like a photo of me when I was 23 and you look at a photo of me now, I mean, wow, I feel so much better in myself and I feel that I look so much better and you couldn't pay me to be in my twenties again. There is no way And, you know, those people that have this belief that like life peaks in high school or college or whatever, dude, your mindset needs an overhaul because if that was your peak, then it's all downhill from there, right? So what if you can start to think about, well, my peak is right now, or my peak is when I'm 45, or my peak is when I'm 60 and I truly don't give a fuck, you know? So we have to really notice what our thoughts are around aging and start to work on those. I also really believe, and this is a big cornerstone of everything that I do and my life philosophy, that you can love and accept yourself and also want to improve yourself at the same time. And tapping's really helped me understand this because the, you know, the magic words and tapping are, even though I have this issue, whatever the issue is, I deeply and completely love and accept and forgive myself. And what I've learned over time is that we can't change things until we accept them. And so when you accept where you are, then you can do the sexy work of changing it, moving it, improving it, shifting it, grooving it. But until you just own where you are, you're going to have problems. And I think that anything that you want to do to yourself in terms of improvement is fair game. It's your body. It's your life. You get to do what you want to do and you don't have to justify it to anybody. The other day I was at CVS and I was picking up some medicine and there was a woman in front of me in a wheelchair and she was holding up the line and everyone was standing in the line, huffing and puffing and crossing their arms and shifting their weight back and forth. And when I got up to the front of the line, she was still at a counter with someone and she had dropped her bag on the floor and she had dropped her wallet on the floor and she couldn't get her credit card into the machine. And I went over and I picked up her stuff for her and she was like, oh, thank you so much. And I let her do her thing and I did my thing. And maybe 10 minutes later, I was standing outside of the CVS and I saw her and she was like, you know, thank you for helping me. And she's trying to wheel herself backwards around this super dangerous, uneven, um, shopping center. And she had one shoe on and her other foot was super swollen and bandaged and, you know, she was talking to me about having been in a nursing home and how people, you know, weren't looking after her and all these things. And, you know, the way that America treats its, you know, its sick and its infirm is criminal, but that's a story for another time. But it really reminded me that we just absolutely have to enjoy ourselves now and we have to take care of ourselves now and stop putting ourselves outside of the present moment by always wishing that we were different, that we were taller, shorter, slimmer, thicker, you know, whatever it is that whatever mind trick you like to play on yourself you know, you don't know how long you've got and you don't know how long you've got the body that you've got. And it's so important for us to be grateful. Like if you're worried about aging, that means that you're young and it means that you're here and it means that you're alive. And there are so many people who would pay money to have the problems that you have. Oh my God. 
And, you know, if you are disabled or there's a part of you that doesn't work the way you want it to or doesn't look the way you want it to, can you extend compassion to that part of you? Can you like dip it in love? And can you extend compassion to all the parts around that part? Can you love all the stuff that's going right for you? And really just shifting your mindset is going to free you. You know, your mind can either be the gates to heaven or it can be a prison cell. And you get to choose that every single day based on where you allow your mind to go and what rabbit holes you let yourself jump down. And again, this is why tapping is so powerful. We can really just notice what we're thinking and we can stop ourselves in our own tracks when we notice like, oh, this is not a productive thought. This is not a joyful thought. This is not a thought that's going to lead me to a place that is going to make me feel better. So let's talk a little bit more about aging here. I really believe that this idea of aging gracefully is, I think it's just something that society puts on women. I don't see anyone ever talking about men aging gracefully, ever. Like, what does that even mean? And I think there's this thing where, you know, women who don't do anything to their looks, like they don't have Botox, they don't get filler, they're not going off to get facelifts, etc. There's this thing about, oh my God, like she's let herself go. How could she go out looking like that? And then at the same time, the women who have gone a little extreme with procedures. We think they're freakish. We say, sit down like you're a grandma. You should age gracefully. And honestly, fuck all of that. The, the, the way that women's bodies are policed by society is so next level. And we can't stop that in society. But what we can do is take responsibility for our part in it. So when you notice a woman and you have a feeling or a thought about her appearance, it's really important to stop and check yourself. Question yourself. Why am I thinking this? What part of me is fearful and is expressing this judgment? Why do I feel this way? What does that say about me? And is it any of my fucking business? No, it's not. It's not. And so we can't change the world, right? But we can change ourselves. And that's where change really begins. That's where revolution begins. So if you notice yourself having those thoughts, then do a little self-inquiry process. Why am I thinking this? What's that about? Do I have this belief that like women over 60 should just disappear and die? And is that what I want for myself? Right? So... It's really useful to start asking yourself those questions like what's coming up for me when I see Madonna or I see Jane Fonda or I see someone who's never had any work done like, I don't know, Meryl Streep or Diane Keaton or something like what is going on in my mind and do I think that someone is more virtuous because they haven't had work done or because they have had work done and what is that about? So... I don't think that the goal is to fight what's happening in our bodies necessarily as we age. I think it's really about embracing who you're becoming and working on loving yourself more with every passing year. And 
I think a really important piece of this too is about how we view ourselves and how we view our value and how we even see our contribution to life. And I think it's very valuable to resist the urge to tie your worth to your wrinkles or lack thereof. I think a lot of women get stuck on that thing of being like a hot girl or whatever, and then it's all. That's all they know to be is a hot girl. And when they start to get a little bit older and men don't notice them at Trader Joe's, which starts to happen, apparently, then they lose themselves. They lose their sense of self. And I just want to say, if there's this thing of like a fear of becoming invisible, there are ways to still be radiant no matter how old you are. Like for example, Diane Keaton, (laughs) even if she wasn't famous, there's no way you wouldn't notice her in a grocery store because she's got style, she's got energy, she owns herself. And so this idea that we're going to become invisible no matter what, it's only true if you allow it to be true. You don't have to be invisible if you don't want to be. I know some of you listening are like, please let me be invisible. It's all I want. So look, you get to choose where you are on the spectrum, right? But trust me, I am not planning on becoming invisible when I turn 60. Not even fucking close. I plan on getting weirder forever. That's my, that's my goal is to just keep getting weirder. So there you are. And so I think if you've spent a lifetime pouring all of your energy into your appearance, then it's really time to branch out and become a more well-rounded human. Be a person of substance, not appearance, because as fun as appearance is, and look, I've got pink hair, I get Botox, I get filler, I'm tattooed. Like I wear bright clothing. Like I get it. Appearance is fun, but it's not everything. And if it's all you've got, it makes for a very dull life. So for me, aging and my attitude to aging is really a combination of mindset and action. It is not just about thinking happy thoughts, and it's not just about running off to Dr. Filler. It is both right? And I really feel like I am aging in reverse like Benjamin Button. Honestly, I have become so much more youthful, both in mind and body over time. And soon I'm going to be as I go, guys. That's, that's what I'm going for. <laughs> no, not really. But I know that it's, it's a balance of mindset and action, which is kind of like everything that's kind of like manifesting, right? It's a balance of mindset and then the actions that you take. So let's talk about mindset first, and then I'm going to tell you the actions that I take that I think are helpful for me at least. So learn to see your body in a new way and to change your story about it. So there is this belief that so many of us have that your metabolism slows down with age. This is not true. It was proven false last year. You can Google it. Metabolism slowing down is a myth. And it was based on some like faulty experiments. They were just plain out wrong. Your metabolism does not slow down as you age, but our brains are so powerful that if that's the story in your head, you're giving your metabolism a message like, oh, I'm getting older. It's time for you to slow down. 
And I was listening to uh, Andrew Huberman yesterday. He did an episode about headaches. It was two and a half hours long. It was quite amazing, actually. But one of the things that he was talking about was, you know, randomized trials and testing. And they always do a placebo trial. And the reason that people do a placebo trial is because your mind is so powerful that it can mimic the effect of drugs. Your mind is so powerful that if you suggest something, it will make it happen within your body. So you have to be so intentional with the stories you're telling yourself about your body, about your appearance, about your skin, your face, your weight, how you feel, how much energy you have, and all of that. Because what you're telling yourself is what's manifesting within your body. So some new stories that you might like to tell yourself about your body are that your body changes positively really quickly, that your body responds quickly to positive stimulation. So for example, I have a story that when I go to the gym, I have really, I see really quick results. And I have a belief that when I eat like chocolate cake, it all goes to my butt and it becomes muscle because I work out my butt a lot. And when you have these beliefs, it really changes the way that you approach your life. I have a belief that if I go on a walk, I'm going to have a great creative idea. And I have a belief that the more I move my body, the more energy I'm going to have. And these things are absolutely true for me, but a lot of people are like, well, if I, if I do too much exercise, I'm just going to be really tired. You know, one of the things that I always learn when I go to a live Tony Robbins event is that I have so much more energy than I ever thought possible. And you only realize it by actually pushing your body to a new limit. So start to change these stories you tell yourself. And one of the best ways to do that is grab a piece of paper, write down all these beliefs you have about your body or your skin or aging or whatever, write them down on a piece of paper and then tap them out. And then if you can really want to take the next step, then you write down what you want to replace that belief with. You know, my metabolism is strong and it's quick and it's swift my body knows exactly what to do with the food that I give it. I feed my body really nourishing food and my body is using it perfectly. You know, my body knows my ideal weight and it's always striving to get me there. All of those things. And start to think of your body as a friend that you are feeding with love and encouragement and nutrition. We really treat our bodies like they're second class citizens, like they're this terrible thing that we are just burdened with. And I'm telling you that the way that you feel about your body is reflected in your body. When I had an eating disorder, I, my body looked terrible. And weirdly, once I started to actually eat food and love my body, it looked better. Like it looked more sleek. It looked more healthy. 
And I truly believe that your body is responding to the messages you're giving it all the time. Like there are those experiments where people had glasses of water and apple halves, and they either say positive things or negative things to the water and the apple. And the water goes in the freezer and they look at the formation of the you know, the ice. And you can see that the ice is chaotic or really beautiful looking. And with the apple, the side that was being yelled at and told abusive things is decaying really quickly. And the other side that was being told positive things is not. And I know that sounds like woo woo shit, but honestly, the energy of what you're saying has a frequency. Like those words have frequency and that has a real repercussion. Like Everything that you do in this life, there's a response to it. So if you're being cruel to your body, if you're saying horrible things to your body or to your face, then it's going to show up. And additionally to that, what you are thinking and feeling while you're eating is massively important. I truly believe that if you feel good about what you're eating... It will impact not only your digestion, but what your body actually does with that food in terms of the way that it fuels your body. And if you're eating things feeling guilt or shame or um, fear or some kind of negative emotion, then again, that is going to show up in your body. So the question becomes, can you feel good about the food that you're eating? And you might be like, well, I don't know that I should be feeling good about eating a bowl of ice cream with chocolate shell on it or, you know, a six pack of chicken McNuggets. But if you can eat those things and feel joyful and not be like, well, I'm going to do this every day, but when you can eat it and be like, I'm just doing this because it's fun and it's a celebration and who fucking cares and it's not going to kill me you'll be in such a healthier place. Relieving that food guilt and shame is massive. So, um, and another thing that I would say is when it comes to mindset is that if you read enough stuff about aging, like for example, reading the comments on that TikTok that my friend sent me at the very beginning of this episode, you know, the comments are everyone being like, oh, I look like shit these days. What am I going to do? My friend told me X, Y, Z. It's like, you have to be really thoughtful about even what you're listening to about aging. And you know, that stuff can become a mind virus. So just don't let dumb shit take root in your mind. I think that's really important. And I mean, that's important for literally every area of our lives, but we're talking about aging. So there you go. Okay. Now let's talk about the action piece of this. So I'm just going to tell you what I do and you take it or leave it. So I live a, this will be so annoying too, I'm sure. I live a really clean lifestyle. Like I don't drink alcohol. I couldn't tell you the last time I had a drink. I didn't even like officially like quit. I've never had a problem with it. I just don't really enjoy it. And I had a glass of wine maybe like a year ago. And the next day my face was so puffy and I was just like, this isn't worth it. Like why? Why? It's all sugar and sugar kills collagen production. (laughs) So if you needed a good reason to dip down on your sugar intake, that's a really good one. It's one of the best ever reasons to skip sugar, if you ask me. Um, So clean up your lifestyle, dude. I'm telling you, you'll just feel so much better. 
I haven't missed drinking at all since I stopped. And it's so lovely to wake up early and just feel amazing and never be hungover. Like, why are you intentionally making yourself sick and poisoning yourself? I think if that's one of your coping mechanisms, it might be a good time to find another one because it's just, it's going to show up on your body. What you're doing to your body is going to show up. So can you love your body enough not to poison it? This also includes like cigarettes and, you know, any other substances that you're putting into your body. Like, are these really, is this a loving act or not really? Sometimes it's important to be, not even sometimes, it's always important to be truthful with yourself and ask yourself those hard questions. Now, when it comes to skincare, I have been using the same skincare for a couple of years. This is a company called Proven, um, and I love this skincare. It's an AI-generated skincare, which is really cool. You kind of fill in a survey. You tell it your concerns. You give it your zip code. It will even kind of calculate like the humidity of the area you live in, the pollution of the air that you live in, and um, it generates you a, a routine, and I am obsessed. I also don't think it's very expensive, not any more expensive than like a a skincare routine that you might cobble together at Sephora. And I love it. And a skincare is super important. It's really important that you wash your face every night. And the way that I like to do it is I double cleanse every single night. So what that means is when I have my face of makeup on, I take the Emma Hardy Moringa cleansing balm. I put it all over my face. I get a hot washcloth and I take it all off. And then I take my proven cleanser. I put that all over my face. I get another washcloth. I use cold water and I rinse it off. And then I put on my night creams and double cleansing is a major secret to having clear skin and looking after your skin. I don't know if you've ever, you know, taken your makeup off and then you feel like there's still kind of makeup on your face. It happens to me all the time. Even after I do my first cleanse, then when I do my second cleanse, there's still stuff that comes off on my washcloth. So cleanse your face two times, two times. And I swear that this really has cleared up like any acne that I was having. It just makes your skin really radiant and beautiful. I love that. I also like to sleep on a satin pillowcase. It's also really good for your hair. It means your hair's not going to break off when you're sleeping, which I mean, if you have really treated hair like mine, that becomes important. Um, it's also nice to sleep with a humidifier next to you so that you're getting some you know, bounciness and some moisture in the air while you're sleeping. I also also use a Laneige lip sleeping mask every night. I used to have cracked lips all the time, like constantly dry lips. And it's like, no matter how many scrubs I used, I could never get all the like pieces and flaky bits off. That mask is serious. Well, that mask plus drinking a ton of water is also really important. Now, Let's talk about Botox and filler. I have zero qualms with Botox and filler. You can probably tell if you look at my face. I have no problem with this. I'm very pro. I'm very pro these things. And I started getting Botox when I was about, I'm not sure exactly, but in my like mid thirties, I think. I don't know. It was the same year I got my boobs done, which I don't even know what year that was. Maybe it was 2016-ish. Anyway, 
I started doing it then. And the reason I started getting Botox is I saw a street style photo of me in New York city and I was just frowning hard and I wasn't angry. I was just walking down the street, but that's how my face looked when I was thinking I would just always furrow my brow and look, I'm already a manifester. I already have a closed aura. I don't also need to be literally frowning at people. So anyway, I went in and got those done. And then I was like, wow, this is amazing. What else can you do? And so I get Botox extremely regularly, like every three months, like clockwork. As soon as there's any movement between my eyebrows, I'm like, let's, let's deal with this. Um, and then I also get filler. So for a long time, I was getting filler underneath my eyes and I liked that. But then I had a plastic surgeon who did a little bit too much filler under one eye and literally it's still there because it, it, stays in there for a long time because that piece of your skin doesn't move much. So if there's filler injected, it just takes a long time for it to go away. I kind of looked like a boxer, like I'd been punched in the eye for a long time. So it kind of put me off the under eye filler. Also for a while, I was getting the bridge of my nose filled just so that my nose was more, not straight, but more, um, it took out like the little bump that I have. But then the new woman that I went to see was like, I don't do that because if you hit the wrong vein there, you can make people blind. And I was like, okay then, cool, good to know. So I've stopped doing that. So the only places I really get filler now are in my lips, I get it in my cheekbones, but you don't need to do it that much because again, that area doesn't move much. So it stays there for a long time. And I sometimes get a little bit in my chin, but that's really all I'm doing with filler. It's really not that crazy. And there's this belief that as you get older, you get like ugly and old and sad looking and tired and all of this. But I think the opposite is true. Like as you get older, you earn more money and it gives you the freedom to afford to do those things. Like if you want Botox and filler, you can afford to go do it every now and again. You can afford to buy good makeup. You can afford to go and get a blowout. You can afford to have someone else do your hair and you're not just trying to do it over your sink. You And also you've learned over time what works for your face. Like, you know, kids growing up these days with TikTok and everything, they're learning how to do their makeup so much sooner than we did. Like, bro, I grew up in the nineties when it was like all about a dull wet and wild eyeliner pencil. And I'm just trying to draw on some eye of Horus thing. Cause I'm super goth, you know, like I didn't have these, these opportunities, these learning resources available. So I really think that, you know, you get to do what you want to do with your face and with more time and age comes more cash and more flexibility and more ability to do what you want to do. And there's this, there's this thing that like getting Botox or filler or having work done is not spiritual or it's vain or it's this or it's that. And you get to do what you want to do. And this is your body. This is your temple. You get to celebrate it. You get to celebrate it. And that means you can do whatever you want to do. And two of the most like spiritual advanced women that I can even think of, Louise Hay and Sage Robbins, Tony Robbins' wife, have both clearly had work done. Like Louise Hay definitely had a facelift straight up, straight up. And she was an incredible woman, deeply spiritual, self-loving, all of those things. And Sage Robbins, you know, her skin looks incredible. She's definitely had her lips done. She definitely gets some stuff done and she looks amazing. And it doesn't take away from her spirituality or contribution or her heart. 
So we really have to stop, you know, painting people with a brush that says like, oh, if she got her lips done, she's this, that, the other. No, it doesn't mean anything. That's just like saying, oh, she likes eating roast chicken, so she must have these personality traits. What are you talking about? You know, like that's ridiculous. And then finally, I think you really need some good role models. So maybe instead of following 25 year olds on Instagram, you look around for women who've lived a beautiful life and you start to get inspired by that instead. I personally really love Jane Fonda and she has had work done and she talks about it openly. And she also talks about how it didn't always come from a self-loving place. And I think that's really refreshing. Just look up some of her interviews. She's really cool. Um, and Grace and Frankie as a TV show, I think is a really beautiful insight into what life can look like when you get older. And what you'll notice if you watch that show, which is one of my favorite shows, is that life doesn't stop just because you're 60 or 70. You still can go on and do amazing shit. You can have adventures. You can laugh. You can just have a great fucking time. And you can still be hot and stylish and artistic and all of those things. That's one of the reasons why I love that show. I also love that show because, you know, the facts are, that men die first generally. And so I just, I really feel that at some point in my life, I'm going to be living with my best friends and I'm so excited about it. It's going to be fucking awesome. We are going to have the best time. It's not that I can't wait. I can wait, but I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be amazing. And then you might also want to look at, um, you know, Meryl Streep, Goldie Hawn, Diane Keaton, Mary Steenberger, Rita Moreno, um, there some movies that I love featuring badass older women are Book Club, It's Complicated, and Something's Gotta Give. They are just such great shows and movies. Oh my God. And you will just be like, oh, look, life's not over when you get a wrinkle under your eye. Like it's just not. And we do live in a society where we're always looking at people on Instagram and we're obsessing about how we look and blah, blah, blah. But trust me, the most beautiful people are the people who are alive in their heart and they're generous and they're enthusiastic about life and they're passionate. That is so much more beautiful and inspiring and magnetic than just someone who doesn't have any wrinkles. But also if you don't want wrinkles, you don't have to have them. So... It's a balancing act. So there you go. That's all I have to say about aging right now. I think um, if you're interested in learning about tapping to change your beliefs about your body, you might like to check out my Goddess Body program. Um, the link is in the show notes. And it really is a program about changing the way that you feel about your body, changing your feelings about working out, etc. And it really works. It's very powerful. But beyond that, that's it. That's all I have to say. I'd love it if you could leave me a review on the podcast, on Apple Podcasts. Let me know what you loved. Let me know what you'd like to hear about in a future episode. I got to go. I got to go get ready for High Vibe Honey. I got to go shower and get ready for a badass troop of women. So BRB, I love you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>